Full focus. Full focus. That's exactly what happened to me, too. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the side quest recorded in front of a studio audience here in beautiful Burbank, California. Whoa. It's good to be back, everybody. It's good to be back. Uh, boy, are my arms tired. From what? That's just boy, are my arms tired. Oh, goodness. <laughs> just it's just really bad, bad joke day today. Um, uh, welcome to the side quest live, your weekly journey into the wonderful world of video games, video game culture, and maybe DC comics. I don't know. We'll talk about stuff. I am one of your fearsome, foursome hosts, Dolly Demosky. Joining me. The person above me, Taylor Bliss. Yeah. <clears throat> Mr. Stretch over here. Zach. Okay, Quest. Quest. Yeah. And Kitty with a baguette. Sam. Hello, friends. Happy New Year on this, the 31st day of the new year. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will be uh, arriving in full cat baguette, cat, uh, bag cat, bag cat. Bad cat, bad kitty, regalia at PAX East this year. Uh, yeah, now I'm learning that I have to steal a television on wheels to put up on the stage. Uh, so thank <laughs> you for that. That's going to be a good time. This is just a few of the folks that are going to be on our panel. I actually have to get you added onto there, Zach, because uh, you're still technically not technically not on the panel, but well, I mean, you you're going to be me on, on the there. panel. You're going to be on the panel. It's just um, if, they, if they're going to list you, if they're going to list you on the thing or not, because you weren't sure if you're going to go or go or not. So I didn't, I didn't put you initially. So see if they can add you. <clears throat> uh, hey, how you guys doing? I'm just, I'm just prepping tweets. So what's up? Good. How's the weather where everyone's at? <laughs> what? A, how's the weather? <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I mean, the weather here is crazy. That's why. I, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, the Texas is getting this ice storm. Yeah, it's like every January, every like last week of January towards February, we get hit by something. Uh, so it's happening. Everything's shut, shut down. Nothing's open. <laughs> it's yeah. Our, our weather is about to get normal for like four days and then get unseasonably warm again. Just repeat that for the rest of the season, You're I guess. You're getting an unseasonably warm spell that's kind of cool we're not getting that i mean we're, li we're literally leaving one it was 57 degrees yesterday we have not had that <clears throat> not for a while we're in uh, i think this morning was like negative one um get which is it's not bad it's winter uh we're gonna hit the negatives again friday saturday oh, zeros negatives <laughs> it's not it's not terrible not terrible. Uh, survivable yeah i i mean we ain't as cold as texas weather, it's great <clears throat> It's what, what was that? Nothing. It's it's cold <laughs> <Nothing>. here. <laughs> it's not negative one, and it's certainly not freezing. Uh, but it's also not hot. So yeah, it's like uh, see the low tonight is twenty three, but then in uh, see in four days is going to be seventy. So Jeez. <laughs> pretty normal <laughs> stuff. Mm -hmm. How and no wonder the tarantulas hate uh, hate you guys in in Texas. Texas is crazy. Tarantulas? This is just a normal really? thing. Um, 
Not really. I haven't seen any. We, we, no. we have a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of creatures. <laughs> but <laughs> no bunch of creatures. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, <clears throat> everything is good when we get together um, as a team to talk about about stuff and things. Uh, and we're going to have a lot to talk about today. Not not really a ton of games that we've been playing. I, I mean, I we'll, we'll get that in the second half of the show. But we're going to try to pull a quicker show today if possible uh and we're gonna start um with with news and there was holy heck we went through like a really slow news week last week and this week has been just freaking freaking bonkers with with news um i'm trying to think of where to start here i'm gonna start with this one <clears throat> because it's uh uh let's see here i'm gonna get this original story going because it um it was something that we were all kind of leaning towards and that's the playstation vr 2 and how that was going um, to sell it's coming out next month february this month if basically if you're yeah everybody's uh, everybody's talking about it yeah everybody's yeah, talking that's about how it. i that's how i knew it was coming out, wait it's so. out <clears throat> oh, next, coming it's out in like two weeks three weeks february 22nd but hey didn't know Maybe not as many will be out as uh, uh, Bloomberg or Takashi-san um, over at, uh, at Bloomberg noted that uh, Sony's going to slash the PSVR 2 headset output after uh, worth, pre-orders. Worth noting that Sony has pushed back on that. Yeah, they have denied it. Um, so this was uh, from 2 million headsets ready for the launch quarter um, to... 1.5 million between this April and March next year, which is a that's a hugely tiny that's a pretty, num- that's, it's a it's a hugely tiny number. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. No, it's just the the shift of wording of quarters versus specific months is kind of the bigger takeaway to me. Um I'm at, now I have to reread it to make sure that I didn't misunderstand it because I did not read this article before just <laughs> now. April and um, I don't know. Well, it's, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, going if it's only going from two to one point five, it's really not that crazy. Um, but you know, the, the number bigger... is two from the first quarter to one point five for the full year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was the point I was. That's the point I was making. Is that. I, I, there's no way that they were ever going to sell 2 million headsets in the first quarter anyway. They, they certainly no. didn't even get close to that on the first one. No, correct. Correct. They yeah. sold what? A total of 4 or 5 million over the course of the entirety of its lifespan on PS4? Yeah. yeah. Something. Yeah. Somewhere on that. Not rich. Yeah. No, no way. That was a crazy number. <laughs> Very crazy number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is insane to me to see that big of a drop with, um, uh, whatever, but again, Sony denied it. Sony denied it and said, <clears throat> "Nope, it's not going to be a." Uh, uh, what's, no, what's even nuttier is that Sony's like, "No, we actually are going to sell two million units in the first." <laughs> yeah, that's it, you're right. That's kind of that's kind of crazy. Here, I'm going to share Sony's response here because yeah, that to me is the crazier one. Like, no, no, dog, we're really gonna we're really gonna and, sell and they that. Didn't, many. And they did. We swear. They didn't, 
they didn't like rebuff it by also including <laughs> and this is how we know we're announcing a new game today yeah well it's like that's their duty as like a company to like make yeah. sure the the stockholders are are like not scared so i get it but it's like dude because <laughs> like if anyone's paying attention to it i would like like if i had money in this uh company i'd be scared i'd be like yeah, what's yeah. what's uh, uh going on here buddy <laughs> It's it is it is kind of wild right now because uh, I mean, apart from JJ, who has the world's most expendable cash on the planet, do any of you plan on getting this? No. Nope. First of all, did anybody get no. the first PSVR besides me? Nope. Uh, I have the first PSVR. You have the first. But... Sam, are you remotely interested in the second one? No. Um. And I mean, here's the thing: I'm interested in VR. I'm like a day one customer. If somebody figures out like uh glasses that i can wear every day mm -hmm. yeah. um uh and i also have a samsung odyssey plus i think it's called like i have a, a you know a pc vr headset too um but even with this and even as far as i'm concerned the valve index there hasn't been enough of a product for vr that makes me sure. want to jump out and buy another <clears throat> vr headset i'm going to put on my head maybe once a month. right um so <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's got a Horizon game or whatever on it. And there's other yeah. games that are coming out. But, you know, especially for something like the PSVR 2 that you have to buy a console for already, <laughs> it's been hard <laughs> to get. Now, I'll admit just from sure, you know, non-statistics backing up self-experience, my local Walmarts and Targets are chocked full of Series S consoles and PS5s mm -hmm. right now. Um, like you can find these consoles if you want them, I guess, uh, nowadays, but, you know, trying to convince somebody who just got a $500 console for Christmas to now buy a $400, is it, or is it just $300, <laughs> just yeah. $300, um, VR headset that so far you've just talked about sort of enhanced versions of VR games that are already there. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe some sequels to other things or spinoff titles to some more popular things. I just don't see how you convince I, like consumers, but there are people that want to dive in there, and uh, this is their you know their easy access now that they're into the next generation, and they don't have a PC or they're not interested in a sort of self-contained quest unit. I feel like the part of the problems that VR is facing is beyond that kind of stuff, which is the fact that it doesn't. It feels in many ways deplatformed. Um, Sure, there sure. there aren't obviously this is in the sony and the playstation ecosystem but like you, you they put out a game and like the the horizon game is probably going to be quote unquote good by mm -hmm. most standards yeah. right it's going to be fun to play uh most likely sure but, hope so but yeah i mean i sure hope so too <laughs> <laughs> um but even if it is it's just like vr feels like the kind of thing where it should be more than we made a game that you can play in VR. Um, yeah. And there Sony, which is usually so good about, you know, at least, I don't know, maybe this is just my biases showing, but like, I feel like they are good or should be good at creating experiences around the things that they have. Um, I feel like their focus on the feel of the UI and the completeness of it the playroom stuff sure um and they don't have anything like like they need 
something keeping it all together. I mean, and it, it didn't really work for Oculus either on the, the Oculus Home or whatever it is where you could customize your like little VR house. Um, but it was it, but it was something, you know, you launched in and that's where you launched all your applications from. Um, it needs to go further than we made a game that you play in VR, I think. Uh, it, it, if, if that's all that they're going to show, then it, it'll never expand beyond the kind of stuff that we're like seeing. even on pc where it's like the most predominant place right. for vr i think there there really isn't like yeah a game to like buy like there's like yeah, there's really talking, no, like it's I, just talking, weird I, there's... yeah i mean i'm just i'm pointing this problem at sony only because we're talking about the psvr2 right now yeah. i think that this is a broad this is the broader vr problem like at large um is that there there isn't something that brings it together as something that you do for more than just this one application. It's not, I'm going to hop in VR. It's I'm going to hop in VR chat. It's I'm going to hop yep. into, into beat saber. I'm going to do this one thing and it's just going to happen to be in VR. And that's the problem that VR headsets have at large. And PSVR is just going to be the last one to fall for. Like, PlayStation and like these gaming companies have the ability to like make that hub or like make like that right. world, but they just don't. <laughs> for whatever yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the companies are out here making. We'll talk about this eventually as the news goes on. Um, the latest games as a service that they inevitably shut down <laughs> after less than one year. Um, but we're not going to develop. Yeah. I don't know. I want them to make cool shit that I can do in VR and nobody's doing it. Instead, they're just going to go out there and somehow acquire funding for another gas that they're going to shut down. Like I'm, it's so boring. I want to do cool yeah. shit in VR, man. It's, uh, you know, I just want the freaking all the games that I had already purchased for <laughs> no, no, original no, no. PSVR to work <laughs> no, or no, at no. least an upgrade path. <laughs> So that if I were, oh yeah, so upgrade get, pass and Sony have done really well together well, lately. Agree. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's you'd you'd expect. Hey, I've purchased a game on the PSVR one. If there's a PSVR two version that I either did I get it for free, right? That, that it's like here's like Job <laughs> nope. Simulator or whatever. I mean, that would be the ideal way to way to do. It. Obviously, this is Sony we're talking about. It's it's you know Mr. Business Jim Ryan over there doesn't seem to know how to run his business, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it, I don't know. It's uh, Is he British? Shots fired. Shots uh, fired at Jim Ryan. Anyways, that, I'm not I'm not remotely <laughs> interested in this yet until there's like 6,000. Until Beat Saber 2. Not even. Why would they make a second on. one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll, just just pick, I'll just pick it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll leave Sony alone for a little bit. There's plenty of there's plenty of news this week, so we're mostly They'll be back. They'll be back. Uh, <clears throat> one company that friends will be of the back. Show. Uh, friends of the show, Xbox, uh, are announcing price increases uh, for Japan. Japan, um, five thousand yen price increase, which is roughly about forty bucks. So, no, it no. used to be fifty back in the yes. day. Back in the day. So, so the Series happened. S, yeah, the Series <laughs> S is basically. 250 and it's going to 292 or 254 292 and the X series X is about 423 and going to 462. By the way, both those are cheaper than in the US. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, they're, they're trying to sell, man. 
they're trying well, to sell the series in Japan s and, yeah. supposedly sells yeah. pretty well over there because it's small so i mean the series yeah, right? like uh, 300 yeah. units a week is pretty well for an xbox console yeah that is correct yeah yeah um but no it's uh as a console as hardware xbox has been non-existent in japan and they keep trying they keep trying to push this thing out but they and series s is outselling the series x um Woo! but they, obviously they have, the they direction divot it's a very very small divot it i think it won the we it it beat the playstation family like once uh <laughs> over the last <clears throat> the last decade no it um it's they need to have uh, just a streaming device just a streaming stick or a very yeah. very small device that is you know uh a different method of delivering games cloud well, you know keep... game pass game pass ultimate because what they're doing now is not working in japan at least yeah they keep trying to buy like ips and stuff and like yeah. it's not working <laughs> like <laughs> japan will just play it on their computers they have computers too like they don't need to buy the console to play you know sonic or whatever but they also have switches like there there's like no ip that they can buy that would make the country like fully jump over unless they bought dragon oh, yeah. quest some so oh, somehow on. but it's yeah okay whatever <laughs> but it's just like yeah I, I don't i don't know they've been trying to do it since the 360 with like near where they're like hey we're gonna do this near thing and yeah which is I, I which is know. why i think that they've kind of they've kind of backed away from it by a large part i mean like they they release consoles there because you you have to You're, you still have to yeah. make an effort for global presence um mm -hmm. That's that's their obligation, uh, and just trying to find the right way to do so. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that they would really like it if people like you know if you like you said if people have computers and people have TVs yeah. if they want to stream stuff they're really hoping that people do that. Well, it's like it, the rumors all the been for the last couple of years they're going to buy Sega, but like, what's that going to do? It's not going to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think they buy Sega for the Japan market. I know. I'm just like, but it's like, why? But they would absorb a Japanese company for what reason besides Sonic and Yakuza? I don't know. Anyways, anyways, Yakuza's um, big, but it's not that big. Well, Sega it's not also like owns Atlas too, and I think Persona's exploded uh, here recently. True. I always does forget some, about that, about them. Do they? Yeah. uh atlas yeah atlas owns sega and atlas is a publisher too so it's like kind of like a little two two i don't know thing. if it's an ownership or more of a um like strategic partnership, partnership. yeah yeah it says it says that sega's their their daddy i was gonna their, say you can yeah. say daddy yeah it's their game daddy <laughs> Yeah, Sega owns but like, Amplitude, Atlas, Creative Assembly, Hard Light, and some other stuff. But... Interesting company. Yeah, uh, they, they, it's actually it's still kind of nuts that they actually managed to pivot to remain not dead, <laughs> considering what they went through as a company. Yeah, yeah, they had to have Yuji Naka do his stock trading and selling and stuff. You, th you think that they look that. at it and they're like, uh, they're just like, yeah, we did. He wasn't, he wasn't working for us when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God.
let me pull up some news here real quick. There's one more. Uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? It's uh, as you know, as we're we're going through here. It's um, I've been hurrying to try to find <laughs> this little bit of news that uh, that is essentially industry industry shaking. Give me one second oh. here. Uh, but uh, you know what? Let me. I'll, uh, I'll at least stop sharing <laughs> this. Um, <clears throat> that news, by the way, is that. Uh, Neither, you know, according to IGN, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo will not have, uh, not be, not be (laughs) at E3 this year. Guys, I don't think that's good. (laughs) 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 Well, it it came out later this afternoon that it it sounds like Microsoft might be working with ReadPop for some like. Microsoft oh, presence the week okay. before or something around the oh. area. Um, I caught Where'd that. Where'd you hear that? that? Exactly. Oh, um, reading too much to it, but I mean, can you blame them? Uh, no. <laughs> the the one and only time I was at E three was like the first year where it was uh, <laughs> you and I were there. Days, yeah, certain days for <laughs> press and then certain days for fans, right? And even oh, those right. press days felt like they were fan days um in some regards and um yeah i remember uh, this I, I i just don't understand especially when you have like more successful i feel like fan outreach events like something like pax east like comic-con all that type of stuff that you semi have a presence there at already um you know why you got to commit to this la show um for a time of year that your product cycle might not be ready for where it previously right. was especially with how much COVID shook production cycles up and timelines, like just, you know, unfortunately it's, you know, E3 didn't have a keynote speak or speech from any of these companies, like, you know, on the show floor or anything for years. Um, I remember even that year watching Nintendo's thing online and then going, to we watch it in, did we watch it in the hotel room or did we watch it in the, I think we watched it in the hotel room. Or no, we uh, no, we watched the, it uh, in the uh, press like in the area. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like the E3 um, experience. Yeah, everybody had the like <laughs> free la- or not free laptops, but the uh, laptops that were sitting around there for general use to uh, mm-hmm. um, like watch the show. And then yeah, and then mm-hmm. like as soon as uh, Nintendo's things wrapped up, the show floor opened, and then you could go play Smash Ultimate or whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, um, it, it's just a consumer event now. And why spend that much to be part of a consumer event when you're already like a smaller, more, I got to think, rewarding presence at these smaller events? Yeah, um, it's like, I feel like the industry, like we grew out of this like a decade ago. Like it's just, it's just weird that we're so dedicated to this idea of e3 when it's like there's we don't need it anymore like the direct style thing is like that's how you get these things out you don't need to spend the millions of dollars to do the like the pomp and circumstance like stage stage shows or like having like booths anymore really so it's just like the the stage show was a weird holdover from the broader internet transition um and you know twitch kind of hitting its big up and coming uh, its kind of big rise between 2014 to 2016 uh was the f- like it would the foundation was just still being laid right the fact that it took five extra year or four extra years before 
Um, COVID kind of reset everything was just weird happenstance, it feels like in some ways. Um, because like, I bet you a lot of executives don't, they don't really, I mean, I'm sure that there are some executives that love keynotes that love being on the stage. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but I would bet there's also a, uh, quite a few that are like, this is like the one, the kind of shit that I absolutely do not enjoy. Um, yeah. And you know, it's a, it's like everybody else said, it's also a lot cheaper just to make a directed video and have nothing ever go wrong. Um, I, you, they they get almost as many eyeballs on all of the shit that they always used to. What else would they yeah. care? About? Like okay, and Dally. also you just found like the contrast, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and also the like the industry in general has changed. Like how we used to show trailers for games like four years in advance, three years in advance. Like that the whole thing is kind of just like washed. Like there's like no reason for it to happen. And these companies have such tight control over like. PR and news and things and things now it's like it's like why is the ES why is the ES ESA and like E3 trying to make this like and read read pop trying to make E3 like the same thing it used to be like it's just I don't know it's just seems like so much is being being dumb so Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say at this point is it read pop and you know the sort of shareholders of E3 trying to make it E3 or is it everybody trying to hold it up against what was old E3 to what will inevitably become of E3? Like, I I feel like, I like getting out ahead of this, they're not like pretending they're not going to be there. Um, yeah. Or they're not pretending they're going to be there. Like, I, I, I feel like if they're getting out in front of it and setting expectations, you know, good on them for that, I guess. Because uh, when it comes down to it, they're the ones that have to, you know, figure out how to turn a profit on this if they actually <laughs> want to do it in the future, um, I would assume. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe E3 is dead. And, it, you know, it's just whatever is E3 now with, an, you know, the E3 name and wrapper and logo and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it's certainly, you know... I think we said as we led into this, like the concept of what E3 was in the sort of dawn of the like 360 era is no more. It hasn't been that for some time and it won't be ever again. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to watch them on Spike TV anymore. You can just like <laughs> wait yes. on YouTube. Like <laughs> so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of Throwing a little bit of the reverse, um, only because no. I I have been going to E3s for a long <laughs> He's time. Old. And don't listen to him. Uh, don't listen to me. Here's uh, Bones creaking. Uh, no, well, uh, you know, there there's this mis there's this big misconception in that we could just do a live stream and that's it. It's great. And um, yeah, how how is Ubisoft's live streaming? Uh, hey, they don't have Konami any games. Like, <laughs> they don't have Konami any games. Going? How is how is uh, Square Enix? How is all these? Um, that aspect, you you can do a live stream. Go ahead, do a live, you know, or whatever. Do a, a pre-recorded show. I don't think you need to have a big stage show uh, at all. But having that that place for getting people together. Getting the uh, media, getting the purchasers, getting uh, you know buyers, getting retailers, getting those folks together alongside the developers, alongside the publishers is extremely valuable. I have made 
far beyond what uh, the cesspool that is social media right now, which is impossible mm -hmm. to make actual connections. Um, the in-person face-to-face connections that you make with these, with the publishers, with developers, with PR at something like E3, which is bigger than PAX, right? PAX is cool because PAX is small. I love PAX and you're going to get the, you're going to get the indies, but you're not mm. going to get the, you're not going to get, you know, Miyamoto there, you're, but you will at E3. You're not going to get um, Phil Spencer at PAX, but you will at E3. And at the same time, you're not going to get the other journalists that are there. You're not going to get folks that you're going to be communicating with um, and interacting with. So there's this huge business aspect that I think is incredibly important. The face-to-face -face stuff for that E3 is still, still important. Um, getting hands-on preview time with certain games, uh, I think is terrific because if your media seeing something like that ahead of time, um, in, in the, uh, summer, we, uh, we as media, us for understand if we're going to be handed a preview build of whatever, Starfield, even if it's buggy, we're gonna know. Okay, this is what no. is this is what's interesting about Neon White Two that we just got handed the control. Let me rephrase it. This is what's just this is what's interesting of the new story of seasons game that was just announced that's coming out in October that I mean. uh, or whatever. You know, this is why it's you know you, you get to check this stuff out hands on. You get to for the publisher, it's great because then you drum up hype. You're not showing a crappy preview. And even if your demo is buggy on the show floor, what you're previewing is not about the bugginess of something. You're pre previewing the actual kind of the product, the idea, and um, if it's something that the consumer should look forward to or not. Now, um, to me, that aspect's massively important. If you get a Konami, if you get a Ubisoft, you get Capcom on the show floor, the third parties, I think, are going to be, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get companies. You're going to get Atlas out there. You're going to get uh, not Nisa. You're going to get those other companies. They Sega. They will be at E3. Um, uh, I, I'm speaking I, from you know whatever. Well, I don't okay, know for sure, but in, so, in some so it's, here's the thing: is that in, we're having in some ways two different conversations, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one is our keynotes and uh, what exactly not necessary, yeah. um, no. and the other thing is. It's E3, not as we know it, and not as we have known it for the past 20 years, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, necessary, but E3 as the actual industry event. So, like, I, I, you know, I used to work in retail, and so I would go to this retail event at, you know, the, at the Javis Center every year. Um, and, you know, they're... The Jake of Javits Center. Thank you. you got to use the full name. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, um, are my arms tired. Continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, it, I, nobody gives a shit about retail, but there's like hundreds of thousands of people that go to that shit every year um, because it makes a lot of fucking money. Right. Yeah. Um, and the same thing applies to video games, which is the ever increasing market for video games. Uh, the fact that it does not have a significant industry specific trade show uh, any longer is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact that it's spun out of control on this PR campaign mm -hmm. um, and turned into this, you know, the, the, I, a lot of executives rode the limelight of the keynotes for a while because it generated a lot of buzz and PR and it was, uh, they, they really liked that aspect of it. 
Um, but you know, we had to toss the baby out with the bathwater when it came down to oh. it. Uh, it just, it just like, what I'm saying is, is that <clears throat> I could never see a live keynote again and I'd be fine with it. Sure. Um, sure. but at the same time, uh, an industry event should probably come back. Um, honestly, like splitting them up and, uh, we, we can talk about whether or not Jeff's tweet was nice, nice or not. Um, uh, at a, a separate point. Um, but literally having Hilarious. having E3 being an actual industry event where yeah. PR where you know press is there as literally as a limited press capacity um, because publishers and developers and all streams of the industry are all in one place um, and then keynotes happen as mm -hmm. part of summer games fest or whatever the fuck it, uh, exactly. is a significantly better option than either anything that has really existed since the advent of um, online streamed keynotes. So a, a big reminder that there was like two years of E3, yeah. which was just held in hotel rooms. Uh, yep. And that's still, even though it was uh, a lot smaller and not paired on, it was still an industry event. Um, they still had their keynotes. And I mean, I personally think having a, having an, uh, a keynote, having an in-person thing is actually kind of, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but the, uh, I, I think the, you could still have an E3 thing. I mean, even at PAX East, <clears throat> um, I think maybe the la the last PAX East before, let me phrase that. The, the last E3 I went to uh, in 2019, I was invited to see a game in a hotel room um, by a mid-tier developer because they just, they didn't want to pay for the, you know, for the floor. The floor. And that's totally fine. Devolver Digital does that. Devolver Digital is immensely immensely popular because they guerrilla market so well around E3. You go to Devolver Digital, their booth was literally, they would rent the parking lot behind the Denny's or the top, whatever the place across the street from the E3, from the LA Convention Center, and hold, you'd have trailers there, you'd have food, you'd have beer, and it was great. And you got to play the games and talk directly to the developers. So to Taylor's point, having an entire industry in one spot is so valuable from just the business aspect. Now, I love the fact that they're deciding to, to do, I think the right thing is to say, we're going to have the first two days as be industry days. The second two days be public because the industry days. They need them. They need, they need to come them. Back. Yeah. And you, they don't need to be. They don't, you don't need to be like wildly special for the industry days. You don't need to do like, like I said, we know what we're getting into with the preview. We don't need to be handed big giant bags of stuff for industry. Um, as me, um, I know, I know. Okay. Sorry, Zach. I know you want to get the big atlas. For no, but, uh, but, uh, uh is this I, book I, again, numbered? I, yeah. This is, but, uh, you get NFTs this year. No, but so I think having the industry one spot is terrific. Um, and I do think that regardless of saying Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony proper won't be there, Sony wasn't there the last few E3s. And guess what? I think they did okay because the third parties were there propping it up. Uh, Xbox was in a building across the way the last like two or three E3s. I actually never got in to see Xbox stuff my last E3 in 2019 because the line was so huge uh, to get into Xbox and it was a wait time just to get into their own separate theater. So I just saw the Xbox third party stuff that was on the show floor. 
Uh, and then Nintendo was the booth that everybody looked forward to because Nintendo was essentially the only booth within within E3. Now we know yeah. <clears throat> Microsoft's going to have their own live stream there. Nintendo's going to do a direct. Sony, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony does do some type of uh, product stream to let people know what's coming. Again, on completely on their own thing. As a bummer it is that these big three companies won't have show floor, I think from an Xbox and a Sony standpoint, I'm actually kind of okay. Again, I think Microsoft will probably still do their own thing. Um, Nintendo, to me, is the big one. But as if you can get other companies there, and you're still going to have the business, you're still going to have the industry there, you're going to have buyers there, you're going to have a lot more accessories there this time around. It's going to be much emptier show floor. That's understood. But um, just like PAX East was this, this last time that we went. But it, I, I think it'll be... Uh, I, I think it's still valuable, and I think it's still valuable to have feet. Now, the <clears throat> when it comes to the live streams and directs, I, as much as I say I'm okay just throwing out a cool claymation Nintendo Direct because it was that was probably still the most badass Nintendo, the badass Direct or the puppet one was still the coolest idea possible. Seeing the dude cry when Miyamoto was looking at Mario and Rabbids at the Ubisoft, nobody cared about Ubisoft's press conference. Nobody cared about this game until you saw that dude cry out of pure emotion. And all of a sudden, the, the script flipped and everybody, the hype turned positive for that game. And so those types of moments, I think, are going to be sorely missed when we do have those uh, just directs and live streams. So from my standpoint, just as someone who's gone there and, and, and understands it a little bit, um, I think I do think you still need E3. You still need messaging to go around it. Um, and it's still, you know, even though we have that awesome party list that we're going to start posting for E3, um, the networking side, the business relationships, uh, side questing wouldn't be around right now if it wasn't for E3, uh, you know, building up relationships. So um, take that for what you will. Yeah, so I think that you're right, Dolly, okay? I think you're right about this. But you were the one saying, you don't need to go to E3. You can just hang out at home well, and watch the so live here's, So That's here's the what... But no, so here's like the I, I think that you're right, but my mindset is more so I think the E3 like brand and everything is too tainted like it right is. now. It totally is. It totally and the the Reed Pop needs to try really hard to build relationships back with the big three yeah. yep. so they can have things like come like right 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 now. I'm fine with you know just staying at home, whatever, but like I do know that like people getting to meet up and talk is super important, but I think right now, if there's no big three there, a lot of people won't care. Like I, I wouldn't see myself paying money to go see Konami and Capcom games. Like that's not going to bring in a lot of views to a website really either. So it's just like, if if you get hands on with a new metal gear remake remake, but what if, Microsoft and E3 and Nintendo have their E3s during that week. Is like all of the traffic is going to go to those? I would think over like a uh, Capcom game or not, whatever. Not if it. Not if it's everybody yeah. covering the exact same keynotes all at the same right. time. Right, right, right. It spreads so it thin. Our um, our traffic during E3 was obnoxious. I mean, I was posting twenty five to thirty articles a day at E3. Uh, those last like couple years that I went mean and Eric Smith would, would go with me and Sam posted a bunch like our traffic spiked like crazy even though it was the cool. same information that was everywhere else 
the minute yeah. we had a hands-on, it really did. People would share the hands-ons and they'd pick things apart that we would write. So to me, it doesn't those, make any sense to me, but I, no, I, I guess, it's, uh, guess and I think, I think part of like it, it is um, people, you can spit out the, and that's why I think you need an E3 over just a live stream. The live stream, you can spit out, anybody can spit out PR information that's just presented on the screen. Say, hey, we saw this cool live stream done. I mean, that's why we've kind of scaled back a little bit on all the, the news that we posted around live streams to just like the, the few things that we found really interesting. Um, it's, it's just when you get the actual hands-on, even though we're going to have the same hands-on product that Polygon or IGN will have, in the same access, we're going to find something a little bit different with our experience and readers and viewers like, like you, um, will, will travel around, uh, trying to find all the information, all the different hands on for whatever game it is, all the video clips, because that's just how the internet works, I guess. I mean, I am definitely not an SEO guy by any means, but that seems that the preview stuff seems to work really well. So, Yes, I, and that's why I think the actual stage, the actual place there is so important. So, but to your point, <clears throat> E3 as a brand is incredibly damaged. And yeah. Sam can attest to this too, because when we went, we <laughs> we wasted our time on that Ninjala or Ninjala, whatever game that was. That was such a broken, that oh, bubblegum shooting game that came out, such a broken <laughs> mess on the Switch. But Sony was there and Sony's press conference where they had the last of us part. Was it part two? I think yeah, they did. Yeah, Ghost so. of Tsushima and um, that really weird one where they the had people, yeah, they had people get up and walk across like a rickety bridge and it just it was a complete failure. Um, <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't on the show floor at all that year. Uh, I, I think the, to me, the um, awesome parts of E3 uh, or to me, yeah, to me, the best parts of E3 are the, at least the where the way things can go and seeing what happened with PAX, which I think PAX, Reed Pop did an awesome job with PAX East this year. And I think PAX West as well, from what JJ was saying, in that <clears throat> PAX in the past was these big giant booths. Like T Taylor and Sam, you guys remember, like uh, 2K would be there with a booth that could kind of rival, like they had a, mo a giant mafia two or whatever the latest mafia was yeah i mean the, the big guys enjoyed yeah. or you know the medium-sized guys enjoyed being the the big fish yes in the pond yeah. uh, uh you could have told me that that evolved i think it was called that 4v1 yeah. multiplayer yeah, evolved, game was going to yeah. be the biggest shooter of that generation yeah uh, <laughs> coming out of that show millions at pax east and i think now pax east just last year uh, I mean, Taylor, I don't know about you. That was one of my favorite gaming events that I had go ever gone to because it was way more intimate with the developers. The fans cool. loved be there, being there. Uh, it was back to the good times. It was back to the good times. It felt it was big again-ish, but it still felt small. And I think that's what you want. <clears throat> from that standpoint, from E3, I think you want. I do think you need to get the indies into E3. And you, and you, need, to get the, you need to get the schools in there. You need to get accessories. You need to like one of the big things right now is game dev um, and uh, all the different ways people consume games. And I think you need to get yeah. that kind of stuff in there um, and an E3. Uh, and I think you'll probably see a lot more of those things. You'll see a lot of the cloud streaming stuff. You'll see a lot of Twitch. You'll see a lot of the gamer drinks, the cultural, the music, which I think is totally fine. You'll see 
Um, Elgato will have a big ass booth at E3 selling, uh, you know, showing off their their wares to people that are there. And I think that's totally fine. And I, you know, I think that is something that um, E3 should definitely evolve to. And then yeah, and it should also be like. Uh, like a show for press to go to have like a press thing, like because like that's just kind of been non-existent. Like you're saying, like that needs to come. Come. That's back. the first two days. The first two yeah. days are industry, and I think that's like I said, that's totally fine for me. Give me time, give me access, um, and I know people are going to be cutting back on even going to E3. Obviously, which sucks because there's so many publications have let go of people, <laughs> um, yeah. which actually means it's even more crucial right now to get information out there and be at E3 um, and potentially look for like uh, jobs and that kind of stuff. But um, you know, the other aspect of E3 that I think <clears throat> that summer game fest could mm -hmm. have done, mm -hmm. but doesn't. Mm -hmm. And what PAX does so well, uh, and I think more and more E3, at least those two public days need to go into the PAX route and need to yeah. say, let's do concerts. Let's do, TV shows. Let's do stage shows. Let's do. You could buy food on the dance on, on dance food on the show floor. You could buy merch. Could walk around, turn it into a giant packs with a little bit more. You know, a little bit more. Just turn it into the, a big gamer convention, which yeah. is what it is. They've been avoiding that for forever. It's they like, oh no, we're in. We're this big, we're yeah. this epic gamer thing. We're super yep. serious. Like, just lean into it being a gamer <laughs> convention and like have fun, fun with it. Like, that's what makes PAX sell so stuff interesting. On the show floor, sell, sell well, like how to get into streaming 101. Buy this box. It is a $5,000 <laughs> box. Buy, you've already paid to come out to E3. Like, you've already spent like two grand to be out here. Here's what's another three, four grand of buy. Like, this is the ultimate. You know, I think there are turn it into a gamer festival, like an actual summer, an actual game fest. You know, yeah. I think you're, well, they're missing that part. You're right. They put and that's what, all in. And that's what makes PAX like, so like a thing that people go to is because of that culture. Like yeah. it has, it has a, there's a, there's a very deep, like culture behind PAX conventions, which I, I, I wasn't aware of until I started to do research into it. But there's people who just like, who like have these like, meet and greets they have these like jokes that they have every year these yeah. like like weird like inside things it's just like that's what Huge makes pax so interesting yeah. because it's like these are these people this is the community that enjoys just games in general it's not like it's not like one specific game like it's just yeah, like these are people who like the and industry and like the cool thing about pax um and again read pop runs pax they <clears throat> i just got the email yesterday from read pop that said hey uh, if you'd like to host a meetup, he, we have a room for you. We have rooms for you <laughs> that you can book for your meetups. If you want to do cosplay meetups, fan meetups, you're just your group that wants to get together for an hour or half hour and hang out. You can book the room uh, and it's free. It's all, you know, obviously you've already, you're already paying to be at PAX. And I think that kind of stuff should be at E3. <clears throat> to me, that is such an awesome way to support the community, continually grow gaming, and that the ESA needs to, because the ESA is a lobbying group, right? It's a yeah, lobbying that's, group. That's why E3 sucks, because they have a lobbying group. <laughs> yeah, and they're run by a lobbying group, and, and to be honest, that's why a lot of the car shows in the U.S. suck, because they're run by dealership associations, instead yeah. of actual car people. Um, and so, <clears throat> the yeah, to me, um, 
the industry stuff on E3, I think, is should continue the way it the way it is. Just look, give me some hands-on time with the game. Let me talk to the to the PR. Let me talk to the developers, and then those guys can just leave after that second industry day, and all those execs could get out of there. And that's what happens, by the way, at the um, Detroit Auto Show here. The first the first two days, we are able to get all the access as an industry person with all the cars on the show floor. The next two days, they actually lock them. They lock the vehicles. Only a few are available. The regular public can come in and take a look at some of the cars, take a look at some stuff, you know, talk to talk to dealers, buy cars on the show floor. And that's what, to me, E3 could be really cool. This is going to be such a transitional year for E3 that it's... Um, I, I at first thought... I used to think this is... I mean, it, it is and it isn't a make or break year. Uh, because I think even if E3 doesn't do super well this year, they can still come back next year and give it one more college try before they just kind of kill it. Um, but to me, it's still so crucial. Uh, the stuff that Keeley does, even though when he does the, the bad taste tweets, are um, uh, I think the Summer Game Fest hands-on time thing was pretty cool. I think doing a kickoff thing was pretty cool like just just doing that that live stream here's a here's some stuff coming up the only problem with that is you know he might show one game from konami or square or whatever a bunch of a couple indies couple mid-tier games one xbox game and then that's it and then these this you know square, the square won't do another seen. one you know square won't show won't have a show there were a couple years square didn't have a showing uh that one year nintendo didn't have a showing sony doesn't have a showing i think it's cool to have a kickoff like a keynote a two-hour video which we'll be watching of course and probably streaming all that kind of stuff but you do need to have the then you need to have the individual publishers do their own thing as well and i would think an e3 kickoff show i mean they again jeff uh jeff's doing his own thing but read pop really should sign up with they need to work with keely whether i know keely's damaged um (laughs) but uh the problem being with Keeley is that he holds his game fest thing. Like right now it's the Thursday before E3 is supposed to start, which guess what? That timing wise, it doesn't always work because you're asking people to come in Wednesday night or Thursday morning and then stay Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Well, well, a lot of times he's the exact, not thinking about us. He's he, thinking well, about no, that's the problem. He's not thinking about it, but, uh, He's thinking about just himself at the same yeah. time, executives and PR folks, and all those folks don't come in until Saturday night, Sunday morning, anyways. Sometimes they, they don't come in until Monday before E3. Um, a lot of times, I should say, don't come in until Monday before E3 because they do a lot of their prep back at their home offices. So you're asking a lot of those, those folks to come in for Game Fest and then leave again and then come back, which isn't very friendly. He knows straight up that E3 was going to do a thing. So they need to work together. Uh, to get that figured out, but anyway, it's like, a long spiel about E3. I'm yeah, sorry. well, like I feel like they're they're at that they're at like ESA and Reed Pop are probably at a really like strange like head to head right now, and Reed Pop's probably probably like yeah. okay, we'll do it, we'll do it your way. I think that's the year. issue. Yeah, I think it's and the issue. Is- we'll see what, and then next year we do it our way, and let's see which mm-hmm. way is better like that's how it should be Uh, that's how it should be handled but they're definitely fighting about something and that's why everything's so so i need you guys to be quiet i'm gonna lean in right now i'm gonna talk to the esa listen esa Mm -hmm. 
and I mean this in all disrespect, you guys suck ass at, at organizing E3, and you have for the last six, seven years. Uh, let Read Pop do it. They've and they posted their their comments yesterday as well, and said we've tried to be transparent, but it really did feel like yeah, we're real sorry, guys. It's not us, but we can't say it's not us, but it's not us um, because those guys like to get ahead. They've been planning E3 since before the what E3 2022 was going to be, uh, right? And so. They got handed E3 for 2023 and they've been working on it. And I do think the ESA has been, because last year when they announced it, you saw support from a lot of, you saw support from, I think Xbox came out uh, and, you know, Phil came out and said, I think somebody at Nintendo mentioned it, like Duck Bowser, someone mentioned it. So there was a groundswell of support of what E3 could be to the point where even where Keeley had to like make 15 posts, like we're going to be back next year, guys. We started, you know, <laughs> so it's like, relax. Um, and it's that, oh. uh, you know, and then, of course, they don't, I, again, I don't think Reed Pop, maybe they did drop the ball. I don't know the inside story. Well, this is why I want to go to E3 to find out. Um, I do think, again, this is a lot of the ESA stuff uh, getting mixed in. So it's a bummer of a situation that uh, Xbox and Sony will be, be first party, may not be a part of it, um, but they'll still be there. There'll still be plenty of third-party games for these companies and a bunch of other stuff that we'll want to see. So, and you know, even though they won't be there proper, uh, they know that they need to be there because the entire industry is going to be there. So again, don't be surprised if Nintendo hosts hosts their own summer direct and then has a little uh, you know, ha- has some hotel rooms for people to get uh, check out stuff. The same with Sony, and that's what Activision and EA have been doing. Um, for a while now anyways but i will say this uh you read that title what is the title of the article what does this say zach you read it oh what does it say exclusive xbox nintendo and sony won't be part of e3 2023 taylor read this next part all three of gaming's first party console manufacturers appear poised to skip e3's big return Wait, wait a minute they're they're definitely not gonna be part of it or are they appear poised to skip e3 this is called uh, listen you know sometimes sometimes dally the lead (laughs) sometimes the lead you know sometimes you gotta throw some spikes complicated it's sometimes complicated. You, sometimes you gotta stretch a little bit. Sometimes you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta I'm, be IGN and just make I, it up. I, and I just listen, made some, it up. sometimes we gotta sell bridges and tell people that <laughs> sell uh, bridges and tell like people that. that Amazon is buying Tomb Raider for six hundred million. Go ahead. <laughs> what's this? What's this story? I, and oh, it's dude. a it's a not it's a it's a not story <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I agree. I saw that this one got picked up by a few places. Uh, today, the source is um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> what was what, 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 I already forget? Ring, ring of fans a, or something? It's, ring, yeah, yeah, the ring of fans. It's a it's a fellowship Lord of the Rings the ring pod, fan, fan podcast. <laughs> um, that I guess got a, they got a leak supposedly about um, you know, WB getting you know poised um to sell back the rights to um their, it was their embracer portion. group not wb embracer group 
No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, but yeah, but but the reason why this Lord oh, yeah, of the Rings yeah, fan yeah. thing picked it up is because they had received a tip about something to do with Lord of the Rings rights and WB giving it up. Okay, Back, and, oh, so it, they became yeah. and and then for some reason included from the same source is a tip about Embracer Group selling, oh, by the way, or leasing. <laughs> they changed it after it was published, uh, <laughs> leasing the rights to 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 Lord uh, to Tomb Raider to Amazon for 600 million. They did not denote what currency they did not Mm -hmm. denote um, the terms of it. They did not denote any, uh, anything about this. Like the source is not listed as a person. It's not listed as where that person is from, who they are with. The, I I saw it. (laughs) Spit it out. (laughs) I saw it on, uh, so it was on, it was on Reddit, uh, gaming leaks and rumors, which, which, you know, it's that's gaming leaks and rumors. So, like, it's I, I it's it's it. gaming leaks, gaming leaks and rumors is fun to just be around because, mm-hmm. at least the, for the most part, there people are like, haha, funny if true. Like, there it's not assumed um, that those things are real. The problem is, is that the source that that Reddit thread was started from was from a game site that I think most of us. Here would consider as well respected um, for the most part. Uh, so I don't know. This seems uh, this seems crazy to even acknowledge as a potential rumor <laughs> to me. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I could have fucking written this on my on my on my blog, and it would have it would have meant just as much. Um, in my well, like the thing that's funny to me is like. When what world is Tomb Raider worth six hundred, like six hundred million dollars? Like they bought Lord, Lord of the Rings for four hundred million. Why is Tomb Raider worth more than Lord of the Rings? <laughs> like what? What? What, what yeah, and, world? And, and, and not just that, but like you know, as flush with cash as you could arm, argue, Amazon is yeah. um, they're accounting for inflation. Okay, maybe yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's good. Um, but you know they they know, and the people like the business people that work for Amazon, they get they, they get news and information. They know that Embracer brought bought the entirety of Tomb Raider as well as many other things for three hundred million. That's not a yeah. mystery. They're not, and they're also at the at the same time not stupid. Um, hmm, six so, six hundred million. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it was fucking bizarre. I I don't. I, I don't I'm certainly no like bastion of of journalistic um, uh, prowess, but I, I it just seems bizarre um, to even well, acknowledge this one as a as a rumor. Yeah, you sent me this at like eleven in the morning. Like, <laughs> what do you think about this? And I just said, "LOL." Yeah, <laughs> LOL. I mean, that, was, that, was, that, that was it. Anyway, um, I shouldn't even be mentioning it here to be perpe- to perpetuate it any further. To be quite honest. Um, I don't know. It's just the fact that the source of it is a Lord of the Rings fan blog. It will never cease to just like <laughs> get me razzed. I don't. I don't get it. I like it's a footnote on on an article about something else, and then they just throw in randomly in a paragraph. Oh yeah, by the way, they're just, Amazon's picking it up for six hundred million. I don't know. It's you, you know what? You know what's not getting picked up? What? Uh, apparently, Rumbleverse is not getting picked up. Oh no! Um, well, speaking fun. of yeah, so here, so here's my here's my callback to the to mm-hmm. my comment regarding gas games, the latest one. I don't, dude. How do they? 
I swear to it God, it came out last year, didn't it? It came out in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, every single one of these starts gets pitched, and I think that a requirement is the wind down plan, like the twelve month wind down plan. I I would get I would bet you that eighty five percent of gas games have like it it's required um, that it has a wind down plan, a twelve month. Yeah, it's the thing that's unfortunate about this game is been in development for a while too. Like they've been working hard, and it was and it was well liked. It just didn't like it just didn't take off. Um, It didn't explode, and so it's like a million billion dollars. So yeah, it when's it going down? March, February, February twenty eighth, end of yeah, the last day of February, February. Uh, All right, so so this one made it. So this one only this one had a six month plan. Because it launched in it, it launched in August. Oh, was it August that it launched? Oh my lord! It might have. Well, it might, they might of, have had an early access sure point before that, but yeah. Okay, so like it's sad, yeah, but also it's like that's what you get for like launching a fighting game battle royale. Like it's already niche. Like it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose it. So it, I, I I yeah. I mean, I guess that's the other thing about it, is that like how is this anything? other than a game that you put out just to be endearing. Like, yeah. I, it's not... It, just leave the servers up, up man. Like, what's right. the what's the issue? How can... I mean, there's no way you're not scaling. I mean, this is... It's, we're, we're talking about a game published by, by Epic, right? Epic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you already have the corner of BRs um, in Fortnite you're not making this to challenge Fortnite. You're not making it to mm-hmm. barely, you're barely making it to compete with Fortnite. Just let it exist. Why not? I don't know. It's very, I mean, sad. I don't get it. They're, they're probably just getting rid of that team so they could dissolve them into the main Fortnite development. I don't know. Something sad. It's, uh, they, I mean, they, Iron did Galaxy. They buy, did they buy Iron Galaxy? I yeah. think they did buy Iron Galaxy, yeah. <clears throat> Our Galaxy is like Seth Killian and like they've made a yeah. bunch like they've made a bunch of they port a lot of games by the way they port a ton of stuff they were porting a ton of stuff I think they ported uh, Elder they Scrolls. ported Overwatch to Switch they ported yeah. Overwatch to Switch they ported Skyrim to Switch um, um, the Scott Pilgrim game I think they did did that they, as well like they okay. ported ported that they do a lot of they, they've done a lot of ports and I think recently yeah. is when they've they did not over do Scott to, Pilgrim oh. Okay, then so, what did they 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 do? Just so um, I like last five years, they did yeah. um, Arkham some Underworld. pixel art fighting game, like a two D side scrolling game. I'm seeing in my brain. They've got, me I mean, they've even provided support for Diablo three, Fallout, oh, Dreadnought, yeah. Overwatch. I mean, I'm just on their website. They did work yeah. on uh, the Tron game for PS three. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> lucky but, uh, no, they've, they've done lucky. they've done a lot of work yeah i mean uh, the xbox 360 yeah. was like uh, what they were it i mean yeah. they ported yeah. so much shit to 360 man i mean they obviously did they did ps3 too but um i mean i i personally had a 360 so that's i always thought of them as a yeah it's like a microsoft partner but yep. um i mean they didn't do that many games on their own i mean it's Rumbleverse, Extinction, and Dive. Like, I mean, Dive Kick. 
of the everything that's on this list, the only game I yeah. know for Dive like kick. personally Dive is Dive kick. kick. There you go. That was the, the that was two an awesome button game. fighting fighting game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it's a bummer. Um, yeah, another one bites the dust. But yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the war on gas continues. <laughs> Um, they, they, they expect this to continue by the way i mean like maybe oh, yeah. they, maybe some of them will last uh, more than six months um <laughs> but you know i mean the how long did the ubisoft one last um which one roughly six months yeah which one what was that called they've had a uh, lot of them i can't there's yeah. yeah. a new one every other week so what was it sam hyper something if i remember yeah hyper maybe yeah Dude, I barely remember that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did, so did right. Ubisoft. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to <clears throat> let me move on because we're already at tipping an hour here. There's still a, yeah. a lot of news. Here's one that we talked about. Bloomberg, Jason, good old Schreier at uh, oh, at no. uh, Bloomberg's reporting that um, uh, your good your goodest friend that uh yeah hey guess what everything we talked about uh halo and three four three was true it was all true um their switch first of all seven at least 75 people were let go in the latest round of microsoft layoffs from three four three this is all according to to schreier and schreier uh is usually on his on his game about um about these facts so uh I would uh, I would hold his news uh, the minimum least amount of salt possible. I, it's probably he's he's pretty uh, <laughs> to your chagrin. Uh, anyways, they're switching from uh, slip space engine to Unreal. Uh, so they're essentially before, from, before we ahead, dive sorry. too deep. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that mm-hmm. some of these are not as set in stone as Correct. this article makes it sound. Um, wow, you interrupted and- him. Listen, it's I'm all right. sorry. I had yeah, to because she said, "Yeah, he is Dolly." Dolly was about to report this article as if it was 100 fact, and I couldn't let it happen. He got his source from the fellowship. <laughs> from blog. fellowship of the fans. <laughs> um, Anyways, as this notes, yeah. uh, um, you know they're essentially uh, they're already working on the new game um, under the. I would Tatanka, hope so. Tatanka. Which, by the way, unfortunately, JJ's not here because he was one of my favorite wrestlers from the late 80s or early 90s for WWE. Wait, so the, uh... hold on, hold on. So did they just, <laughs> did they actually cancel the Infinite, like, campaign? No, Is... no, no. They're, so that's still oh. probably being worked on. Um, <laughs> but they're essentially going all in on the next uh like 343 is developing Tatanka with certain affinity. All right. So that's their, that's their new, they're using them to help develop this new game. Cause remember there was, um, there was talk w- uh, that there were a bunch of halo projects in the works before infinite, uh, before infinite launch. They said, you know, we're going to be working on all these with these different companies and dis- different aspects of halo without saying what that was. A lot of us thought it was going to be the single player and the multiplayer portions, but Apparently, it's a lot more. It's um, it's you know whole new games now. But uh, it you know it's, it's here is certain affinity that was remember they had the big battle royale was going to be the game. It started off as battle royale, <laughs> um, but could could have evolved in a bunch of different ways because people are kind of sick of battle royales now. Good Although nice. a Halo battle royale still could be kind of cool. Um, They're way too late. They, there's no there's no way. there's no point. 
There's no point. Uh, but, uh, you know, it could be there. Halo's and, already whatever. in yeah. Fortnite, so it doesn't matter. Halo's in Fortnite, yeah. The ma Master Chef. Uh, but, yeah. you know, they're going to explore using Unreal Engine. Because, um, obviously, some people are skeptical of dropping slip space entirely. But, so, it's uh, apparently, to, to sum it up, there's a lot of shit in flux right now uh mm. with with halo and they're not quite sure i think right now they're just kind of they're pulling a dc universe type of thing where they're just sit, sitting back and going out right, we got to finish off the projects that are already out there and you know we've got to still support infinite and the campaign and the multiplayer and get yeah, all that stuff out the on. door but we've got to start ramping up for what's next and we don't know what's next yet but we got to try a bunch of stuff right now and figure it out so yeah that, there Which, was a, so there was a there was a couple of big yeah. takeaways. I mean, one for me at least, uh, one of them was the fact that three four three squashed or Halo or Microsoft squashed the portion about three four three stepping away from yes. being yeah. the main developer. Um, so that rumor started to circulate uh, pretty like after and around the layoff news at, mm -hmm. at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they squashed that and was like, uh, no, it's still three four three. Yeah, and. Uh, the other thing is, and this was kind of known before, um, but picked back up, is how embedded the contractor cycle is in the development um, at 343. And I yeah. mean, I don't know if this is specifically related to Microsoft or, I mean, I mean, I guess it, they're in Microsoft, but I, I believe this permeates from uh, aspects out at the broader company of Microsoft, um, which is the fact that they repeatedly, instead of hiring a many, much, much staff, um, repeatedly keep people on an 18 rotating 18 month contract cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and what that means is that, you know, people are on this constant pivot between um, trying to keep a contractor role going um and actually developing stuff with a team mm -hmm. and it i don't i don't understand how they can make anything to be quite honest um i i, I how do you why why do this at the most important inside developer studio that you have mm -hmm. hire the fucking team i yeah. i I, it's it's so bizarre because really they literally is. have people that have i mean i mean i know the actual reasons was the fact that they don't have to hire them as full-time staff like it's it's all <laughs> money um but you know it it's it's halo dog you're yeah, it, like it's it is the synonymy it's the synonymy of your brand hire the fucking team i just like do it yeah i don't know it's microsoft's <laughs> problem is not money um you know, mm -hmm. I just saw the news about ExxonMobil had like their highest fucking profits yeah. of all time. And <laughs> and then the footnote was like only beaten in profits by Microsoft and Apple. It's yeah, like, dog, right. just hire yeah. the it's it's fuck it's you're trying to do games still. Just hire all the people and make them full time employees. Yeah, it's it's top fucking pussyfooting about it. It just I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's weird how companies just don't want to invest in their workers. I don't know. And, you know, I uh, somebody had, I don't know if it was, I don't know where where I heard it or saw it, but uh, there was um, talk that uh, 
Microsoft is now, I mean, they, they Halo season two is coming to TV is in the works for some reason, but um, somebody had uh, mentioned, and I don't know, again, I, probably a podcast. Uh, I can't remember which one, but uh, it was the hey, fellowship. It was oh. the fellowship, but Hey, Microsoft yeah. is now seriously oh. looking at the success of last of us, the TV series over the last few weeks and how yeah, they're going to be like, Oh, now we want it on HBO actually. Yeah, now, well, now we, we want, want to, to make actually a game play that's a game. Well, no, I mean, and they have that. They have that. But now Microsoft's saying we can, we need to do that too with our properties and do this whole transmedia thing that is. That you already is wasted it. You wasted they your wasted one IP. It. What are you going to do? Well, <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, and that's why. Uh, you know, they're trying to figure out what they want to do. Obviously, they have other IP. Corey in the blind uh, forest. They can by make Napa. it. Fantastic! Whoa. Uh, remember, there's Think still a Minecraft it. movie on the way. Don't forget that. There's still a Minecraft movie on the way. Um, what, isn't it with The Rock? Is he still the main character? Is that still happening? What's no, 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 no. That they replaced him for Chris Pratt. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Someone look it up. Superman. Um, but no, it's uh, you know, back to Halo. It. Um, Viva Pinata uh, live action. I think. Yeah, Thank I you. think Halo needs to. Uh, I hate. I think Halo needs to do a reboot um, and kind of get back to what made Halo so great. That I mean, Halo Two and even and Halo Three were just two of my favorite games of all time. I think a lot of people would maybe agree, but um, uh, they're so good. And I think you know you need to kind of get back to. I think Infinite to me ruined the brand from just the no. messaging, the development. No. Um, Halo 5 was that. Halo no, that 5 was, was ha- that No, it's hit. not called Halo 5. Halo oh, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, um, that's where that started. It was pretty. Oh, Halo yeah. Halo 5 was was pretty, pretty poopy. Yeah. yeah. Halo really 4 bad. was great, by the way. Halo 4 was awesome. Halo 4 was real good. And what was the Halo that wasn't uh, with Master Chief? Reach. Halo Reach. Yeah. I'm sorry, that one was great. That was so Reach that was, was I mean, good. So ODS Reach was the last one that Bungie good. did. Was it the last one that Bungie did? Okay, no wonder. It was yeah. Reach was the last one that Bungie did, and um, was so good. Uh, <laughs> that game and, so good. But it was also, to be to be honest, um, not exactly super popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. it changed yeah. a lot of stuff, yeah. and yeah, the power power up stuff in the multiplayer made a lot of people mad. Um, so, I mean, I still miss Halo Three. Halo Three was still the top. So. Halo 3 was so good. So. Um, and uh, let's see, last bit of news, because we've been talking a lot. Um, there were some game delays, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, surprise. The uh, the Star Wars Jedi Survivor is Dude, delayed was, to yeah. April 20th. I was actually kind of interested. In that. I Again, although I forgot that game was, was coming out. I think it was supposed to arrive like the Dude, first. Dude, PR is so bizarre of- now. March. I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like it's falling the, apart. Do you guys uh, remember when he came out on stage at the Game Awards and was like, "I'm so excited to be back as Cal Kestis," <laughs> and and then um, he showed off the gameplay and it was like March sixteenth, and I was like, "Dang, that's my birthday!" Woohoo! And then they delayed it because of your birthday. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that's a, that's the reason they didn't want to take anything yeah. away from it. Now that would have been a great game. Uh, oh, now that games could could show up at PAX East and have significant floor space at PAX East. Uh, but April twenty eighth for that one, which is two yeah, weeks before be. Zelda comes in. Um, oh, it Jesus. is April, May, basically May and June. The end of April, May and June are 
wild for game releases. Absolutely wild for game releases. We're going to see. I will not be surprised if we see another game slip out of there. Uh, I mean, we're all in agreement that Starfield is not showing up until at least like August, September, probably close to November. And then uh, Forza, probably October. Sam, when do you, I mean, you want Forza right now, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be putting around, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was the one that, Sorry. like, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they were talking about it, I was like, oh, we're definitely not getting any dates. Like, nothing's happening here. Um, I don't know. It's so early in the year for all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, Hi-Fi Rush even joked about in their yeah. trailer. It's like, as long as this hasn't leaked, uh, this is going to be pretty cool. <laughs> and it leaked. <laughs> like, well, it leaked to some hours. extent, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, we certainly didn't know Tango Works was working on that, um, or that it would come out weird. just a while day and day, just, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a lot of time left in this year. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of things shift. I mean, even things that have been talked about as recently as today. Um, I mean, you get a 2023 at the end of it, and it doesn't even feel confident as it's saying that, <laughs> right? So. It is. It's uh, you know, oh. you say COVID is still a part of it, but then at the same time, um, you know, I think it's just the reality of game development now. It's no longer COVID. You can't. You can no longer blame COVID. It's just this is what game dev is now, and it's it's just uh, to, bigger. It's, pe- yeah, it's it's much more uh, in depth. That you're using software and and um, uh, you need you know, to stop tools. trying to make the same types of games yeah yeah i mean hi-fi rush like you, you were saying zach Return that game could have been we don't know if that game was worked on for five years i i posted a couple quick comments i believe it um online i believe it too That's what um, they've said. maybe not like massive capacity that requires Definitely a ton not. of no because he um, made evil within two during that time yeah time exactly frame, so <laughs> and so uh yeah but um you know i it's uh you don't need to make every game look like god of you know not every game needs to be last of or god of war I, and that's what sony's that. doing sony's saying yeah so we're, thank we're just you. cinematic just cinematic but you don't need to be um anyway so uh <clears throat> that's it lots of delays hopeful or lots of games dude uh, i can't believe zelda's coming out this year so crazy i uh I did want to talk briefly about some games because we're already an hour and 20 minutes. Um, briefly about some games that we're playing. Uh, I'm going to hop in real quick only because I kicked butt today on the uh, on the one game I'm playing. Let me do two things. One, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm starting to turn my uh, thoughts on that game. I am. There is just way too much relationship and houses and school stuff. That kind of stuff is just, I just want, just let me get, you time get me back. What's that? Do you time skip yet? Yeah, I time skip. Um, okay. After uh, like close to 50 hours of doing the stupid houses stuff uh, and the school stuff, I was before the time skip. I'm like, God almighty. I just I just want to battle folks on a mountaintop like old Fire Emblem games. So I'm hearing now told, engage told, is more was- like. Uh, is like that, so I'm like, maybe I'll hop in and engage a little bit. But um, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, Taylor. Oh, uh, no, I, I, I didn't think that engage had uh, was going to take care of you in that regard, but I also haven't played it. Yeah, I haven't played so. engage either, but I think some of the I think the reason engage is getting um, 
reviews across the board is some folks are pissed off that the school stuff is like, or whatever the relationship stuff is toned, so toned down. down. And here I am thinking that that's kind of what I well, want. Cause I, yeah. I, it's back to the awakening uh, system. Yeah, like which you, I love. Yeah. That was my favorite game was awakening. Loved awakening. So, so but I, again, I haven't touched engage yet, but I, maybe somebody who's on this podcast has um, the other thing real quick was uh, <clears throat> Marvel snap just a couple hey. hours ago released their multiplayer stuff and uh, which works out really well and we may have to do a couple live streams because that's fun and my first and only uh you know friendly battle was against johnny who is right now he's the marvel uh snap king on site and i i beat the crap out of him because i was able to get him to snap. it's set up really well <clears throat> in that um you have like uh, essentially you have like 12 bars of health or whatever and uh, 12 points and you can snap. If you snap, like you, you basically keep going through battles and, and whoever wins the battle, like let's typical Marvel snap is you, if you win a battle, you get two points, whatever, two cubes. And in this case, if you win a battle, you get to knock off two of the, their health bar or the point bar. And you keep going, um, uh, back and forth until uh, you've defeated the other person. It's almost like a street fighter ish, you know, one-on-one battle instead of best of three. It's now how many of these hit points can you knock down, which is kind of, kind of a cool way to do it, <clears throat> but you can also snap. And uh, I got Johnny to snap. Um, so his, his thing went from, let's see, he had all his 12, 12 points and I beat him the first time and got like two points knocked out. So it's like 12, 10, my lead and then he beats me and makes it 10 10 for two points and we realized oh shit we can snap so i got him to snap and knocked eight points off of his whole life bar so it it, it went from being 10 10 to being 10 2 very quickly and uh there was just i just knew at that point i'm like i'm not gonna snap because i'm so far ahead so i think they're gonna need to tweak that a little bit i i, I beat him in the end but it's fun check it out uh and uh, you don't gain like any experience or anything like that. No uh, season points or anything. It's just literally just for fun right now. So it's good. But uh, yeah, what are you guys playing? Let's go to let's go to Sam. Sam over there because we haven't seen you in a in a couple weeks. Sam, what do you um, mean? Yeah, I mean I've been you know playing the normal uh, multiplayer stuff. Um, haven't really had a lot of time as of late because uh, it's uh, you know yeah. winter sports season. Um, I did uh, download a uh, certain uh, director's cut of a game that maybe somebody has mentioned on this podcast quite a few times, uh, and hopefully we'll have time to start it soon. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I mean, really, other than that, uh, I've been spending a lot of time kind of uh, just checking out uh, Hi-Fi Super Rush um, right now, nice. um, and then also uh, getting some time into play some uh, Monster Hunter Rise since it uh, joined Games Pass. Oh, it's uh, you're playing it. Yeah, yeah, Series X. Um, and uh, I, I more so than that, and I don't really want to talk about it too much tonight. Um, uh, but since we have mentioned Zelda uh, at least once this evening, uh, I'm you're playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm somehow making the sad commitment uh, to play through all of the Zelda games this year. Oh, nice. um, and uh, I say sad because I'm going to go in release order. Uh, and so. uh, I started uh, with the original. And let me tell you, in the year 2023, 
Uh, you should be playing the original on uh, Switch Online. Uh, yeah. So when you die, uh, you don't spike <laughs> a controller against the ground uh, or, uh, you know, play the same segment um, 30 times uh, because you said stupidly at the beginning, no, I'm going to play it as if it was an NES copy. Uh, and don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, you shouldn't have done it to yourself back then either. The original Zelda is arguably at times unfair. Uh and other times, like, so, like, unwilling to teach you anything about the game that you could just be stuck there forever. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, did so, you know that you could bomb this wall? Well, of course not, because there's nothing telling you that it could break apart. And that's why the game was so good, because it taught you to do no, that shit. Wrong. I it doesn't teach you it. anything. No, no that's why. No, no, it it didn't t it didn't tell Boomer you to fine, do Boomer it fine. you just started doing it yourself no no but like, the, ah. the the problem that is, is you you get four mm -hmm. bombs and then you bomb every corner of a room uh, other than <laughs> one and out. that bill that room wasn't the bomb room so now you've gone to another room and bombed one wall and oops <laughs> that wasn't the wall that definitely blows up in this room either so now you're gonna have to spend half an hour uh, outside, farm hunting down four more bombs <laughs> to do it uh and oh you found the wall and guess what now you need another bomb to blow up the next wall in that room but you don't have any anymore yeah sam, that's, that's a design half an hour that back is a design the flaw, world. Yeah. you're playing one right sam yeah well i finished it now um oh, okay. Uh, but okay. yes i did so i i start i started it like six weeks ago on mister uh, and you're still playing, playing it and well, I, I don't think I've played it since I last brought it up on the podcast. <laughs> really? Um, I was at, I got through Dungeon 5. Okay. Up at the mountain, at the waterfall. It, um, it, it doesn't help that, like, you know, I, I didn't want to, I was trying to play it as if it was the first time that was being greeted to me. However, yeah, okay. um, you know, I've played that game probably about five or six times through over the course of uh, the 32 odd years I've been alive. Uh, so, you know, I found my way to dungeon like three, five, six, and like seven. Uh, but then I'm like, it, I had to look up where like a two was or something like that. Like something <laughs> so forward, comically they, yeah. easy because I just, I, I couldn't for the life of me uh, remember where it was. Um, so now I'm playing through Zelda 2. Uh, and wow. Nice. Um, that game's so good, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Another game that actively tells you the wrong direction to go to start the game, essentially. You get to the first town and it's like, hey, if you want to figure out how to get through these caves, like you're going to need the candle. Go west to find the candle. If you go west, it's not there. It will lead you the wrong way. It will take you to every place on that map that you can go to, but Listen, the place that you're trying to you, get to. You have to point. understand that um, you're playing the Australian version, so west is actually east, and east is <laughs> great. Green. Still wrong. The answer is north. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the problem with that game. Um, so I'm trudging through that, but I hear uh, no, I like it. even a 100% completion of that is like a three-hour adventure. So yeah, um, looking forward to that. Uh, Really, this all stems from a New Year's conversation uh, where somebody was like, I'm thinking about buying uh, uh, Skyward Sword. Should I do it? And I said that was the worst Zelda game. Um, but maybe <laughs> they fixed it on Switch. Uh, they Not really. Yeah. Um, so uh, then we had a, a small argument. And I, I said I would rank it up below even the original games. And at this point, uh, I'm starting to think that maybe that's not the case. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, wow. I'm just going to go through and play all I'm of those. fight you, Sam. Uh, yeah, just no means, horrible opinions. <laughs> by no means am I going to be able to finish all of them before uh, Tears of the Goddess comes out. And I will pause whichever Tears one I'm in the middle of to play that. So um, I think you'll be at uh, when you'll be at Wind Waker when that comes out. I hope I, so. I, That's I the one I'm really looking forward to the most, if I'm being honest. Really? For me, it's always Link to the Past. When I get to Link, I'm like, oh, Link to the Past, man. That's so good. Well, Are you going to play uh, Link's Awakening on the Switch? The uh, the updated version or the original GB? I'm, I'm going to probably play the updated version um, just because I don't, I'm not entirely sure I played through it all Dude, the way on uh, the last time. Just got to get that. So you got to do what I did, which was uh, play the first three Zelda games on that little Zelda handheld device that Nintendo put out because they had the original. Dude, I'm telling you, Taylor, I keep talking about how important it is to find a product that you can play in your office toilet. Uh, when you're sitting there in between meetings or run into an empty time. This guy's got a toilet in his office. Do not spend that much time there, man. And I don't intend to. But go into your, you know, these. that's what I played the first three on again last year. Was it that thing about last year or two years ago? How long are you taking dumps play Just play Switch Online because you can rewind the last like 30 seconds. Because I told myself that too. At the beginning of this, I was like, oh, I'll yeah. play it in the most recently available Nintendo release gotcha. to play gotcha. that Nintendo, to play that Zelda title. Uh, and arguably, that's the most recent release to play Zelda 1 and 2. Um, but in comparison to just playing it on Switch Online, it's a miserable experience. So just sure, play it on sure. Switch Online. Uh, unless you want to play the digital clock. I did have fun playing around with that. <laughs> that, that was the uh, one that like I like playing seconds. it on, man. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going. I, I'm cool. going through that. Um, nice. But that's it. Uh, some uh, some other things, um, but uh, uh, secret back burner stuff gotcha. for the time being. So Taylor, what you playing, dog? Nothing. Same. I booted up Ring Fit Adventure because I'm getting fat, dude. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I got back into Ring Fit Adventure. I stepped on the scale. I, I looked at myself, and I'm like. God, what happened? I've been doing like weightlifting. I've been doing other shit. Uh, you know, I've been trying to eat salads more often. I'm like, it's just nothing. I'm not getting cut like I used to be. And realized because I had stopped using Ring Fit Adventure for like seven, eight months. I hadn't used it since like July. And I thought, man, when when I was in the best shape of my last like five years of my life, it was when I was using Ring Fit Adventure a little bit more regularly. Um so I got back into that too, dude. That's still such a good thing. Uh, how so? How far are you on on Ring Fit? Uh, I never actually. I it was it was crazy because I felt like I had done it a lot, um, and then you know you go. It's like continue your adventure, and it's like welcome to day twenty. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, it's your twentieth day uh, using it, but uh, like, what level? What world are you on? I, I'm on world uh, eight. Eight. Okay. All right. So you're. About, I think there's like 20 worlds, 24 something worlds, like that. something like that. But uh, um, totally worth going through. Yeah, get through this story. And weirdly so enough. yeah, they, my character level is like 49 or something. Nice, nice. I'm at 375 for my character level right now. And I'm not Jesus even joking. Christ. Um, That's nuts. The It's just so good. It's so good. Uh, I, um, tell me about your setup like what are your workouts right now do you have like a specific set of workouts that you you do every time or do you just do you rotate them in and out 
I should rotate them. I should actually just make them random, to be quite honest. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, I usually have like plank in there. Um, nice. I get. Uh, I mean, I always, you know, always, of course, at least one of each. Mm-hmm. So one leg, one ab, one arm. Yeah. One. Uh, one yoga. yoga. And then yeah, it'll just I'll just kind of swap them out. And one healing that you. I'll yeah, let you know right now. Heal. The heal you stop using that healing fairly quickly because there's no you end up getting your HP so high that you, there's yeah well no it was weird coming back to it because I taken a really long break um and now there now you've got like skill points and stuff like that which didn't yeah. exist when the game first launched um which is unfortunate because you get one skill point per level and uh, you know I'm at level forty seven so I guess I just miss out on forty seven skill points or whatever um, really no, I thought I thought the game launched with skill points. Cause I mine are all maxed out. I've I did that whole skill tree, and uh, I think I think you just I <clears throat> I think you underestimate how soon I stopped playing and how much okay. you played after that update. That's my gut okay. feeling. Because I, I started, I played, I played it once like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, that's new, and I had nothing. I had no skill points used. Interesting. Well, so. oh, you know what? Y- yes, that's correct because those things build up. And you don't know that you can use them until like they don't get unlocked within the game until a little bit later on. And so you probably had that you were doing it correctly. Just they, they didn't unlock the skill points and skill tree until later. And then you start throwing. With, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a story thing. I don't know. But uh, anyway, either I upgraded. Way. Um, the nice thing about it is, yeah. Go ahead. So, so yeah. So I played that. Um, I booted. Uh, I played Rain World oh, for, okay. for eight minutes. Um, the game's hard. It a, yeah, it was on I've sale never played for... It. It was on sale for eight bucks, um, and there's the expansion coming out. It's already out. Did it come out? Was it? But then it just came out. Yeah, like last week. I think that's why the game's on sale. Mm. Down. Rain World Downpour is also on sale. Um, yeah. Yeah. When did it launch? Tell me when it launched. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah. No. 12 days ago. Math. Yeah. Hard. Um, yeah, so it's a neat little game. Um, I reviewed I, it for the site, by the I, way. Did you? Yeah. That was before my time. Adult um, Swim, baby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's before my time. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I have, I have to play it much, much more. Um, that game, I, dude, that game is so weird. It's yeah, I mean that it was. It's one of those things where it's an oddity. Um, kind of want something different. The it will probably take a backseat. I mostly wanted to pick it up because it was on sale, but it's going to take a backseat because the thing that I have to buy today, uh, which just came out, which is Jet. Oh yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. Far Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jet the Far Shore was from Super Brothers. It was on PS PlayStation only. Mm-hmm. Was it on PC at all? Uh, just Jet? Came out today on PC. Just came out. Just came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just came out on. See, I don't know if like it was an EGS. No. Just, it was a, no, it was no. It was a. It was a PlayStation exclusive. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. PS5 and PS4 only. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's out on Steam now today. Okay. So I'm going to buy that, and I will. That's the kind of game like I. So I played the demo, um, which they had I out told previously. You to. Yeah, you did. You did. Yes, Zach. Thank That's you. Um, 
but I can I've got a pretty good guess going that it's the kind of game that I I'm like everything else will probably cease to be for a few moments and I'll just be doing that for a while. That's my guess. Jet, jet, jet. Jet, jet, jet. Yeah, that was one of the games that was like first announced for the PS5. Like, check it out, you know, Jet. And then it kind of disappeared. And then I forgot that it I came out. I didn't even know it came out. I yeah. didn't know it came uh, out. You want to talk about other games on that list of used to promote the PS5 and are just coming out? Seasons? Eternal. Um, Seasons. That's in two yeah. days. Uh, that was used to show off the PS5 in their very first, uh, uh, like, public showing of that yeah yeah oh yeah seasons came out today something is it today i thought it was in i thought it was on uh, thursday it was was last thursday it was last thursday oh it came out well okay it's crazy still just just now yeah yeah Yeah. that game looks really cool and i want to play it um and well speaking of people playing things zach what are you playing (laughs) i am playing Right now, I am playing a video game. The whole pod of podcast. I've been playing you? Power Never. Wash Simulator. No, oh nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, With the that, that Midgard I know, I know update why. drop. The Midgard update hasn't dropped yet, but I'm doing the oh. Tomb Raider mansion right now. Kind of cleaning Laura Is that Cross the last house of the Square Enix? Uh, <laughs> that other Square <laughs> Enix property. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing. Yeah, I've I've been playing that. For the last three hours, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. it was great. Um, but yeah, besides that, Dinkum, I'm still playing, still knocking what away. Is that Dinkum? it's uh, that early access um, farming simulator town oh, nice. builder okay. Australia game. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. What's I've played it more, so I can I can actually talk pretty. I can talk about it a bit more, but sure. So as a as a like farming simulator, I guess like a fish aficionado. Like I I always play these types of games because I just like the core loop of you know planting stuff, waking up, doing doing that type of thing. But I just like I just like that progression. But what Dinkum does really well is mm. it it makes you acquire a lot of resources and then spend them on something. And there, and anything you spend something on, like for example, last night I was scouring the whole planes for like some ore so I could build a mine. So I just have like a, a consistent place to get ores. So I was like trying to find ores out on my like planes, and they and the spawns for the ores change every time you sleep. So I finally got the ore. So I finally finally got the mines, and then now that like, I had consistent mines, I'm like, okay, now I can upgrade all my tools and then build more like chicken coops and build like a windmill mm-hmm. and like just like all these so it's like it unlocks a lot of things there, there's just a lot of things to, like focus on um but on top of that the interesting thing is like you know in animal crossing uh the newest one new horizon uh, like you get people to come on your island and they're in a tent um what so this game does that as well but it's like people coming from like the mainland and they're, they have a business on the main mainland. They want to come live in your new city, not city like town. So like, for example, a guy who's a farmer comes from the mainland with like seeds and stuff. And you make, you have to work at it for like a couple of times as they come back and it's randomly how they come, come back. So you can't really like consistently do it. But the farmer, he kept coming back to me and I kept doing chores for him. And he was, he was like, hey, I want to move here. 
So once he moves there, you get a deed in the town. He put his thing down, and now that guy's like a consistent thing in your uh, mm. game. So yeah, I finally unlocked. I finally have like five people who live in my city now, my town. Uh, I have the farmer person, the animal guy, the museum person, the shop guy, and cute little animals. Bears. somebody else yeah it's yeah there's just always something to work on mm-hmm. and do and it's just really interesting it's really cool that it's just made by one guy too because it's just like like just one dude work like kind of like executing this like idealized version of his version of like a farming simulator type of game and he just it does a really good job it's about the all of, as well, yeah. Is, yeah it does a really good job of doing the things that I like about the genre and executing them pretty well and also combining and also combining ideas from Animal Crossing, which until recently wasn't this sort of game, but like executing those ideas from New Horizons a bit better and then like sure. ideas from like Stardew a bit better. Oh, and <laughs> so there's these things called alpha monsters or alpha animals. Like basically a lot of... We're all alphas, brah. No, so like, there's these things called alphas that like they will randomly generate, not randomly generate. They'll pop up through your gameplay because a lot of the game is based on conservative, like conserving nature, right? So oh, there's sure, a yeah. big, yeah. there's a big, um, there's a big angle where you put um, animals, like you capture an animal and you send them off to the conservatory, right? Because like sure. there's an oh, there's an over population that can happen with animals which is a pretty interesting angle so it's either like oh you want to kill all these turkeys or do you want to send them away to a lab so there there's like a bunch of ways that you can approach it but if you let a population grow too fast like eventually there's going to be an alpha that pops up and you have to go kill it and they're like raid fights like they'll shoot fire at you or like lightning bolts Mm -hmm. or like cause earthquakes and stuff like this Big dingo like shoot fire, fire, fireballs, and there's like squares hey, he, that are like he's on the podcast with us for relax. Not to call him names, <laughs> but yeah, it's just really, it's just really, really that's cool. Awesome. That's, uh, yeah. that's like it has it has that fantasy angle to it, which is cool. Yeah, it's just a great game. It's more isometric uh, angle instead of fantasy. Yeah, sorry, bad dad jokes. No, I think um, this is the Zach ass Zach version of uh, Animal Crossing. It's, it's kind of what I see it. That's cool. Yeah, this is, is this early it. access. This game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. early access. It's pretty soon gonna be out of early access. I legitimately don't buy early access games yeah, yeah. ever, like because I just don't like really like to do that. Because like because I'll play a game for twenty hours, then that there's an update that changes something that I already did, and it's like I would rather experience I'm not... that. I'm not gonna go yeah. back. Yeah. <clears throat> but this is he's he's adding updates. In such a way where it's like, so you get um, nook points, whatever. I forget what they're called in this game, but it's the same concept of like do quests for people, do quests for things, get nook points, and you can redeem them for licenses to Hmm. like, oh, there's this handling license so you can have this animal or this mining license so you can get this uh, pickaxe. There's like a lot of things like that where you unlock more things. the licenses cut off at a certain point. So it's like mining license three cuts off here. So like the way he updates the game is it's in the licenses. So no matter what, like 
my like when that update comes out, I can just buy that license and I have the new thing. So mm -hmm. instead of so it's not gonna be like a retroactive, like, oh crap, I the whole beginning's different or this is different. So he's made it modular to, to how we can update the game. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Dinkum. Um Dinkum. two two more things, super quick. <clears throat> uh one that last of us third episode holy shit one of the best yeah. episodes of tv in a long time because it was, it really was... <laughs> so for those that don't know I'm, i don't want to do a lot of i'm not gonna do spoilers but because uh, <clears throat> it spoils the game big time this this is a story the storytelling that they did in this um i think it was called long long time was the name of this uh, episode if i remember correctly uh it focuses on bill bill and, and frank which are uh in the game, you you don't you don't see enough of their you don't really get their relationship as much as you do here. This whole episode was about their relationship, and it was so good. Um, how do yeah. how do two people how does love manifest and grow in the post apocalypse? And I thought I'm just saying, if you guys are keeping it, let me know when I turn off when I, I should turn off my headset. <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you the I'll do double thumbs up when it's time to. Take your put your headset back on. Yeah, I so what I really liked about it was because like Bill in the game, like especially like his section in the game, is a pretty like action heavy, like not really cutscene heavy section, really. So like from a storytelling perspective, it makes sense for it to be different. Like like sure. okay, we can't have a four hour long like going through people's houses trying to find a battery. In the show, the nerd alert sign up right now for uh, for spoilers. Um, I'll get the spoilers. but like Continue. the way they like <laughs> just kind of changed Bill's story, yeah, and oh, they made it good. they made it they he's still Bill, but they also yeah. allowed it to build the 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 lore of the world better, too. Mm -hmm. Like, how you're saying, like, how does love happen after the apocalypse? Like, how does how does that like show? Yeah. And they were able yeah. to tie it in so well with Joel and Tess and like all. It's just like it's cr crazy. It's like it's so well done. So yeah. well done. I. It's the. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I just like it's like it's a masterful like way to adapt something that wasn't adaptable from the game. Like it's like because like the like Bill's an important character in the game, but he's like. You're there with him. You play the game a lot while he's there, and then he kills himself. Mm -hmm. Like that's just kind of like what happens with Bill. And like, yeah, it's the, like it's a part of it, but like it's not good for a TV show. So like, let's make that. So again, cool. I won't spoil. We won't say what happens in the game because a lot of people haven't played the game. So if you inadvertently heard something, sorry. No, um, I think what what's the, the changes they've made to this, I think, are really well thought out. They really emphasize um that just kind of the, the love aspect but yeah. i would personally love uh, so two things um uh i want a whole freaking i want like a, a a short mini series give me like three to six episodes about bill and frank or do little anthologies like this because i think this is this is such good storytelling for this uh you know this format is such great storytelling for this situation that I'd love to see this kind of stuff. The Walking Dead yeah. tried to do it with Tales from the <laughs> Walking Dead, but it was just yeah. about the zombies again. <clears throat> this was about the people and how we manifest stuff, like you said. So I think 
give me more of these two. And two, you don't have to watch the season at all. If you just watch this episode, you get the full effect of what the show is in a way mm-hmm. and what it could be. Because um, my wife watched the my wife and I watched the first episode. She didn't watch the second episode, but she watched this third episode and didn't need to do any catching up beforehand because everything that was laid out from the very beginning to the middle to the very ending is just beautifully bookended. Everything is encapsulated really well. So yeah, uh, as a standalone ep- standalone episode, this is going to be. It's already earlier to say that this is going to be uh, highly Emmy nominated. I think for Nick Offerman. Uh, Bartlett, I think he did such a great job. So it was just so good, so fantastic. Yeah, and also I will say, at four, they do a really good job in the show, um, making things for Joel to like kind of make his story arc make more sense. Sure. Besides, like, oh, like besides, oh, he wants he wants to protect Ellie because of his daughter. Like that's like sure. That's that's like the story in the game and that's a story here but he's finding things through his journey like that letter from bill that really like like kicked him in the ass and he was just like oh like i need to like yeah yeah i was saying before we get into too deep in the weeds on this one it was just so good i'm gonna shut it off now it's over taylor you can join us again thumbs up we're back go ahead join us um one thing i wanted to do that i thought would be kind of fun uh, and oh. we haven't done before. Uh, I'd love to do a, we have our game of the year podcast, but what if at the end of every month, our last episode, we do game game of the month. Like what was our favorite game of the month? I, I kind of know what it's going to be. Easy. <laughs> exactly. Elden ring. No. Um, but I thought it'd be kind of fun. Cause uh, as we get deeper in through the, through the year, there's gonna be a lot of, there's gonna be yeah. much, there's just a variety of games, but uh, I mean, is it going to be the one we're all thinking of? Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. I think Hi-Fi Rush. That's my favorite of the month. I mean, I haven't obviously picked up that space yet, but uh, Hi-Fi Rush is great. Taylor, do you think Hi-Fi Rush is probably the best? Our favorite game this month? Is it your favorite or up there? Taylor thinks he's still muted. <laughs> awesome. Great. Come back. Come back, Taylor. Come back. Taylor, you're back. Wow, we, had, we were waving everything. I said we're starting up a new month, this new monthly feature in the podcast where we choose yeah. our collective game of the month because you know we have the game of the year, but let's try something fun with the game of the month. And Zach and I are leaning towards Hi-Fi Rush as being just because it's kind of a cool, a cool ass game. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> Minecraft is the one I played the most this month, but I don't think it sure. really applies. <laughs> Sam, um, Sam, probably. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I think it's got to be that of right? new games, of new games, maybe. Uh, yeah, if we're and... if we're if we're talking about highlighting games that came out, yeah, yeah, because obviously, yeah, because because if we're talking about game of the year, it's games that came out that year. Um, we're doing game yeah. of the year already. Okay, uh, Hi Fi Rush. Why? Like... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, in it's yeah, yeah. High five rush. Yeah, yeah, cool. High yeah. five rush. That's all. It doesn't need to be a big, big conversation at all. Just a quick one. High five rush. But uh, cool. Wow. June's going to be 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 hard because it's Story Guess of what? Seasons hey, and Final it, Fantasy. It is. So. Everything. Yeah. Because Story of Seasons and Arms 2 are going to be in June. So Pikmin. <laughs> Pikmin 4 is popping up. Um, 
<laughs> hey, guess what? Great short episode, only an hour and 51 minutes long. Well, I mean, considering <laughs> that we spent 54 minutes talking about E3, I'm surprised yeah, that it was yeah. longer. No, it was a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, Stefan says, if you highlight new games, good to highlight one that feels new in terms of being different, not just being good. That's what Half Hour's Game of the Month, not Dead Space. Um, I haven't played Dead Space, the new one. I'm I'm hearing Game of the Year to. talk about the new Dead Space as well, and I really want to play that. So, um, no I, I love that. No I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've no, heard the same. I will say this: <laughs> with so. everything that's coming out this year, I don't think either of the two games that we mentioned already are going to be no. just because there's there's no. so much coming out this year. But I can see them. I can see them appearing on lists, which is totally cool. Um, anyways, the yeah. uh, <clears throat> let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Um, we're gonna have a fun. Uh, I think February stuff really starts to drop towards um, tail. Is it tail end of February that we're starting to get some stuff? The next big batch of games. Uh, Harry Potter and Theater Rhythm, February. Theater Rhythm. Oh, Octopath Traveler. That's coming out. Oh, yeah, in Feb as well. Can't too. wait for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't wait for me to talk about that for two and a half years. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that'll be. We got a lot of games coming out, and then March is PAX. Uh, we briefly brought it up last week, but uh, we got approved for. Oh. And actually, we did bring it up last week. Zach is now officially approved to be at at PAX, as is Sam, and our panel seven eight nine uh, seven. The letter the letter seven. The, letter uh, seven, the number classic. the number eight A T E, and then the number nine. So. Uh, again, mediocre games. When mediocre games are better than uh, the best, I think that was sort of the our, our second annual when mediocre games attack. And expect a really fun time. We have an awesome crew of folks. Of course, the four here. You also have JJ. We have uh, uh, Matt from uh, uh, from uh, SDGC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We also have Sarah. Sarah Labouf is back again. She was fantastic last year. Tom, hopefully, if Tom can get his act together and start answering some DMs on Discord, then maybe he'll be back on the pod, on the show again. So we may have up to eight people, which is a perfect seven in our case. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about our favorite uh, mediocre games of the last year and then open it up to the fans, which, again, was awesome, awesome time last year. Sam and Zach, you guys are going to have a blast with this one because you guys are, are new to the uh, <clears throat> new to the one. Very excited to get bullied off of the stage. You get booed off the stage. You're going to get kicked off the stage. But that's in March. We'll live stream it because we are going to be on the actual live stream Twitch channel, which is kind of... Yeah, we're not going to have to go live on StreamYard this time. We're not going to have to go live on StreamYard. We're going to be like, I will record the audio, though, somehow, or record the video somehow, either way. But yeah, it'll be a, it's definitely going to be a cool thing. So pretty awesome pretty awesome for us um pretty awesome for y'all uh thank you everybody for joining us this week it really was so good to have so many wonderful viewers uh and people chatting with us and uh us four chatting together you can find us sidequesting.com sidequesting tv uh thank you to the beautiful people of burbank where we recorded this episode <laughs> live in front of that studio audience make sure you guys all pick up your uh your gift you got your gift bags Free codes? Got the free codes? Okay, you got the free codes. That's fantastic. Uh, they're all clapping and cheering. You guys can't hear it. I have muted. You can find me at Dolly Damask. You can find Zach at OK Quest. 
You can find Taylor at Taylor Bliss. You can find Sam as Somewhere. a cat stealing from your local bakery. Uh, on our uh, Discord. Find us on, on our, I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> go to the Discord. Below whatever you are at right now. The yes. Discord link's right Look down. <gasps> Look down. under my desk. Look down. Um, and check out our PAX party list, please. The 3P. PAX party list. Uh, share that list because um, networking is important for the folks that are going to PAX. Uh, I know all of us are kind of leaving at different days. Uh, I'm leaving early. You guys are staying till Saturday at least, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. These, uh, the those meetups are great. We're probably going to do our second annual side questing event um, as well. So uh, maybe maybe we'll have some more weird things happening at that one too. We actually had two events last year, didn't we, Taylor? We just. We had that weird bowling night, which we never actually did any bowling. We just had a quick meetup. Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get there until 930, so I didn't get to partake you, in that one so much. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it was me and Taylor met a bunch of folks. Yeah, yeah Don't worry. Yeah. You didn't miss much. We just met up at a bowling alley and drank and ate, like, uh, cheesy fries. And uh, then we left when you showed up. That's right. But yeah, pretty a, much. <laughs> See y'all on the next episode of The Side Quest. Thank you. Charges kill my ass.